Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk all about TFSA accounts, tax-free savings accounts. So this is a very, I guess, Canadian-focused topic of conversation today. Um, so a tax-free savings account, wanted to talk about them because they are a popular topic of conversation when it comes to investing, and especially to start the new year because you do get added contribution room if you're eligible to have a TFSA account, and we'll talk a little bit about that in one moment. But again, a reason to chat about them right now because they might be on your mind, tax-free savings accounts. Um, So what is a tax-free savings account? It is a registered plan that allows people who are 18 or older and have a valid social insurance number, so you have to have a valid SIN number, and reside in Canada. So it allows these individuals to save up to a certain amount of money each year without paying taxes on the earnings. Um, A TFSA TFSA accounts um, were introduced in 2009 and they started by allowing individuals to put in up to $5,000 in these accounts and then they proceeded to add additional contribution each year since. So what does that look like as of today in 2022? You would have $81,500 in contribution room if you were the age 18 or older um, since the start date, which was 2009. So as of today, 2022, you have $81,500 in contribution room. And what that looks like as far as like historically limit um, contribution limits, Again, they started in 2009. So from 2009 to 2012, they added $5,000 per year. In 2013, they increased it slightly. So 2013, 2014, 5,500. In 2015, they upped it to $10,000. And then 2016, they brought it back down, 5,500, 5,500, 5,500. 2019, they increased it slightly to $6,000. And again, so from 2019 to 2022, it's been $6,000 per year. Um, And that's what brings us to the grand total of $81,500 in contribution room as of 2022. Um, So, As far as TFSA accounts, um, they do serve to shelter any earnings from taxes. So think of a TFSA, think of the TFSA as just the shell. It's the account. It's just a type of account. It's nothing in itself. A tax-free savings account, it's nothing. It's just a type of account. Um, Also, I find the name is a bit of a misnomer and it causes some confusion. So it's called a tax-free savings account, which leads people to believe it's only meant to function like a savings account and hold cash. But that is not at all the case. And it would be probably better off to call it a tax-free investment account because within a tax-free savings account, you can hold all different types of investments, um, anything from GICs, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Um, Again, 
and there the list is very long and there's an array of options generally the only limitation on that being um, where you're invested with the firm you're with so at a bank level you might have fewer options it might only be granted as um, somewhere where you can put cash in but if you do more of like a direct investing um, or if you're working with a wealth management firm um, or um, something beyond that maybe a robo advisor type setup or something like that generally you're going to have access to more options so a big difference between people often think of TFSAs versus RSPs because those are the two uh, those are two big types of registered accounts here in Canada. Um, so a big difference of what differentiates a tax-free savings account from a registered retirement savings plan is that your contributions to the TFSA account are not tax deductible. So you're not going to get any sort of refund for contributing to the account, a TFSA account, as you would with an RSP account. So again, the money you're putting in is after tax. You will not receive um, any sort of, uh, you know, credit or refund for putting in that amount to a TFSA. But again, the benefit is really all about that tax sheltered growth. You put the money in and once it's in the TFSA, you can do all sorts of investing and everything within that account is tax sheltered. So any growth, any investment income, capital gains, dividend payments, all sheltered. So let's say you put $5,000 into the account and your investment doubled in price over the coming year. And let's say now it's $10,000. Your 5,000 became $10,000. The stock you bought was a great one and you've made lots of money and you so you decide to maybe sell the investment. Well, what happens? Nothing, because it's in a tax-free savings account. So there's no tax implications. There's no reporting that you need to do. It's all just fine. You bought the, the investment, you did well on it, you sold it, great. Your tax-free savings account has you know, gone up in value. You've made some money in there. But again, nothing to report, nothing you have to advise CRA of. It's all tax-sheltered. Let's say, for instance, you buy a stock that pays dividends and the dividends are paid on a quarterly basis and the stock you hold in your TFSA account, those dividends it's paying will simply just be added to the account. And at year end, there's no tax reporting. You don't have to disclose the dividends you received because again, the account is completely tax sheltered and your investment holding is within that tax sheltering account. So nothing needs to be disclosed to CRA. Um, there is no tax implication. So overall, these accounts are an amazing tool to use for investing. Um, and they, they save you from a lot of taxes, obviously, by allowing that money to grow tax-free. That tax sheltering is a huge benefit when it comes to investing because when we invest, the goal is to make money in some form, whether it's interest income, through dividends, capital gains. Um, again, we, we like to see increasing values, adding our accounts growing and the great thing with a tax-free savings account is that can all be happening and done and there's not going to be a tax implication. They're very flexible in that you can withdraw from the account at any time and when you take the money out there's no tax implications either. I should turn my phone down. Um, so think of it again. You bought that stock for $5,000. It went up to $10,000 in value you're holding. You sold the investment. Maybe you said, oh, I'm going to, you know, 
I've been saving up for this big vacation or this is going to go towards a down payment on a house or whatever the reason is. You take out, let's say you take out that $10,000 and again, you're nervous. Oh, you know, part of that was growth. It wasn't all money I put in. I only put $5,000 in. The other $5,000 I made, again, you still can take it out. No tax implications. So again, yay, tax-free wins, <laughs> wins again. Um, and, and when you're money, withdrawing that money, so it's not impacting your income at all because you're taking the money out, no tax to report. Um, it's not increasing your yearly income. Um, so for people that are receiving um, like um, benefits such as like old age security or anything like that, your tax-free savings amounts, if you're taking out money from there, it's not going to impact um, those those amounts. So it's not that you're going to get into clawback territory with OAS um, or anything like that. It won't impact your income um, when you take money out of a TFSA account. Um, so you can take it out and use it for a variety of purposes. Maybe you have a targeted goal, like you're saving up for a down payment on a home and that's what you're using your tax-free savings account. Maybe it's for a bigger purpose or goal, such as towards your financial freedom or your retirement number. Um, and this type of account can really complement. If you have, let's say you have a pension and you or your your company is doing RSP matching and you're doing it through there, you have RSP, you have a RIF account. Um, TFSAs are a great tool to have as a complement for retirement income as well. It's just going to serve as another bucket essentially to be pulling from and one that doesn't impact your yearly income. So it's not going to push you into a higher tax bracket. Um, a few things to keep in mind with a tax-free savings account, your contribution room does carry forward. So if you don't have one yet, or you haven't started one um, the year, you know, you didn't start one in 2009 when they originated, that's completely okay. You can do so anytime and you'll still have the same accumulated room. Again, caveat being that you were over 18 and resided in Canada. So you accumulate room for years that you are residing in Canada. If you live outside of Canada um, for a year or something like that, you will not receive contribution room for that year. Um, so do keep that in mind. And again, it's based on being over 18 years of age. Um, so if you do don't have a TFSA or have never opened one, completely okay. There's no time like the present to get one started. And this is a great conversation too for parents. It's a great idea. I'm all about, you know, starting kids early, starting your children, investing. What a great idea for when your child turns 18 years old. Maybe, you know, encourage them to start a tax-free savings account. They get that room the year they turn 18. So if they turn it in, you know, February of this year, that's when they will start accumulating the room. Like they get the $6,000 room for 2022. Um, you can open the account for them and um, they can get started investing. And maybe that's a, you know, it's a great idea as a birthday present too. Maybe you give them some money for a contribution to their TFSA account, and then they can get started with some investing. So a great tool too to get young people started. I love when I'm working with people and clients and they start talking about children, like um, what are now becoming, I guess, adults and, and getting them started when they're 18 years. So it's a really good conversation to have with your kids. Really great idea to get your kids started with a tax-free savings account. Um, also keep in mind that TFSA contribution room can be different for everyone. So it's not as simple as saying it's $81,500 room if you've been 
residing in Canada since 2009 and have been over 18 since then. Um, there are some uh, different nuances to that. And the reason being is that if you make withdrawals from your TFSA at any point in time, you actually get that room back as well the following year. So let's say, go back in the time a little bit. Let's say it's December of 2021 and you took out $5,000 from your TFSA account for whatever reason. Um, up until that time, let's say too that you were fully maxed on your contributions. So you're fully maxed and then you take out $5,000 room that or $5,000 cash that year. Um, well, as soon as you hit January 1st, 2022, so as soon as the new year hits, you receive the additional $6,000 room that everyone received that was added to everyone's contribution room. But you will also have that $5,000 room added back from the withdrawal you made in 2021. So in that case, your TFSA room has actually become $86,500 because you had taken that $5,000 out and that was done last year and now it is added back this year. Again, if you took out $10,000 last year, you would have $10,000 additional room to add this year. So it's again, it's based on whatever you withdrew, you get that room back the following year. So people can actually now have all sorts of numbers there because maybe they've made withdrawals in a few years or maybe, you know, they made one big withdrawal in one year and now they receive that room back the following year. So that can get a little tricky and, and your room can get a little bit more challenging to track as a result. But, you know, make sure that you are being diligent about tracking, okay? So again, knowing that you get that extra room, it can, or not not extra, you get basically the room from what you took out, you get it back the following year. Um, so do do keep that in mind. You don't just have to say, okay, the room is 81,500. That's what mine would be because yours might be different. Um, the best place to double check your tax-free savings account room is your CRA My Account. However, please keep in mind that the number on there is likely, um, it's generally always updated annually and they're usually a couple months slow. So let's say it's already end of January. Let's say you were to check your your contribution room for your TFSA on your My Account. Um, the number it shows there might not be recording what you contributed in 2021 yet. It might still have not updated yet. So what that would be telling you is it's still showing what you had in 2021, plus it added the room for 2022, it added $6,000. Um, so you want to make sure you minus anything you contributed in 2021 if it has yet to be updated, or you can also just check back within the coming weeks here just to make sure you have that up-to-date number. You do want to avoid over-contributing to the tax-free savings account as CRA will charge a penalty of 1% interest per month on the amounts that um, exceed your room until you withdraw it. So they'll keep charging that 1% per month any if you've gone over. Um, and they don't necessarily alert you right away. So it's not one of those things that if you've gone over and you're, you know, a couple days in or a month in, CRA is going to reach out and say, oopsie, you over contributed, make sure you take it out. No, unfortunately, generally it takes them a while. And, and I mean, by all means, there's a lot of people with these accounts and a lot of um, sort of differences to the the room and numbers as we sort of, we discovered with the um, idea of taking money out and things like that. So 
let's not completely blame CRA and and think that they're evil for trying to charge us with large penalties. There is a, a big amount of record keeping that goes on with these two. So do keep in mind that um, the onus is really on you and, and working with your financial professional if you work with one, um, really to track this and make sure. Um, it's they don't really, you know, accept excuses like whoopsie or I, I didn't realize or something like that. They're pretty to the point, CRA, unfortunately. Um, so again, be very mindful. Um, another thing to keep in mind is you can have multiple TFSA accounts and you can have multiple accounts with one institution. You can have it across a few companies or different firms. But again, always being mindful of your room. Two accounts or three accounts does not mean you get double or triple the contribution room. You still have the same room. Um, so be mindful if you have multiple accounts. Um, you can move your TFSA account between institutions as well, but it's as important that it's processed as a transfer. So you want to make sure that the TFSA goes to another TFSA and it goes over as a transfer, not that you take it out of the TFSA and then put it back into a different one at a different firm, because obviously that's going to impact your room. Um, a few more considerations. TFSA accounts have to be an individual name. They cannot be joint accounts. So if you're married, um, you would have one in your name, one in the name of your spouse. You cannot just have a joint account. You can, however, gift money to spouses or, or a spouse. It sounds like you have multiple spouses when I said that. Um, a spouse, a child, children, um, you can gift money and they can contribute to their TFSA accounts because this is after-tax money, right? The money's already been taxed by CRA um, by you gifting it to these people to put in their tax-free savings accounts. Um, there's nothing sort of that you're going, uh, uh, you know, beyond or trying to be tricky or sneaky or anything like that with um, taxes. It's after-tax money. You've already paid the tax. And so if you're gifting it to a spouse to help max out their TFSA um, or again a child it's a great idea for your children to get them started that's completely okay um, usually there might be one extra step like a, a letter you have to sign acknowledging that you're putting it into their account just because it's going to different names or something like that but nothing beyond that it's still allowed um, in provinces, in most provinces, you have the ability to select a beneficiary or beneficiaries for the account. So make sure you do do that. So if something were to happen to you, you can select a beneficiary or beneficiaries. And that's obviously who this the proceeds would be distributed to. Um, again, if it's a spouse, it's very tax efficient. It just rolls over to them, no tax implications, and it doesn't impact their room. So if they're already maxed out on room, um, but their your spouse passes away, your their TFSA can still roll into yours. It doesn't impact room. Um, it doesn't mean you over-contributed or anything like that because between spouses, that is allowed. Um, you can make a cash deposit to TFSA accounts, or you can actually move holdings in kind. So let's say you started an investment account and just completely didn't even think about opening a TFSA. And now you're going, oh man, I wish I would have, you know, put these shares of Apple or whatever it is, I'm just naming a random stock, um, in a tax-free savings account. So you can open a tax-free savings account, move the shares in kind. What you need to be mindful of is that if there is already a gain, um, it, it's just 
it's counted as a deemed disposition the day you move it over. So let's say you bought a stock and it was trading at $5 and then you made the decision to move it over to the TFSA when it's now trading at $6 a share. You will have to account for that gain that it's had in the, in the meantime, basically, from when you bought it to when you're moving it over. Any future gains will go on to be tax sheltered. So that is beneficial still, but you will have to um, be mindful of and and report that gain from when it moved over um and then keep in mind it doesn't work both ways though so CRA will require you report the gain um, if there was one when it was moved over to the TFSA but if there was a loss and then you move it to the TFSA you cannot um, keep that capital loss for tax purposes um, it's sort of just a wash and unfortunately it's just you're putting something in at a lower value but again on later any further gr um, growth or dividends or income or anything like that will be sheltered from that point on but Again, you don't get a, a benefit of the, the loss from moving it over at a loss. So that's unfortunate. Um, RSP versus TFSA. So a big question is people come to me asking, you know, which one should I be putting money in? Great question. And both really have pros and cons. And there's a lot of different factors that come into play and they will depend on your circumstances and the flexibility and things like that. But if we're just bringing it back to like, if we're bringing it down to very simplicity terms and saying, if you're thinking of using the account for a retirement savings goal and wondering which would be the most tax efficient, then there is a general rule of thumb on which to use first. And it works as this. So if you think you'll be in a lower tax bracket in retirement than you are in right now, you would be better off to first invest in your RSP account before a TFSA. If you think you would be in the same tax bracket in retirement than you are now, then it's either or really, um, not one really makes a drastic difference tax-wise. So you could do TFSA or RSP. If you think you will be in a higher tax bracket in retirement than you are currently in right now in your working years, then you are better off to be investing first in your TFSA account. Um, and a little bit to kind of understand what the why this rule of thumb I'm saying exists is think about it this way. So um, in the scenario of being in a lower tax bracket in retirement than you are in now. Um, so let's say right now you're in a 35% tax bracket. And then let's say in retirement, you're in a 25% tax bracket. Well, if you make an RSP contribution while you're in this 35% tax bracket, anything you contribute, you will generally get back about that 35% tax that you paid on that money. So you put it into an RSP, you get a nice little tax break. You will subsequently pay the tax later on, but if you're in a lower tax bracket, let's say that 25% tax bracket, then you're only paying 25%, whereas originally you would have paid 35%. So you've saved yourself 10% tax by doing that. So that's still the reason why RSP accounts are also a great tool and do make sense for those retirement savings. Um, so RSP and TFSA, though that's the general rule of thumb, what I've just described. Again, it's going to be a bit different for everyone. Um, and there might be, you know, still question mark being, well, I don't know if I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket then than am I in now? Or what if they change the tax brackets and they go a lot higher then than they are right now? So yes, there's still unknown factors. Um, it's not as black and white as and, and easy and straightforward probably as we would like, 
But that's, again, the general rule of thumb. So I don't like, I don't necessarily want you to completely, you know, write off one or the other. Again, both have their pros and cons and a place and they're going to be a little bit different for everyone. So it's good to kind of go through that scenario for yourself. Um, Hopefully you found this helpful and talking all about TFSAs and it got you, you know, getting inspired to do some investing or open your TFSA account if you don't already have one. And remember a tax-free savings account, it's just a type of account. There's lots of possibilities on what you choose to do within your account. Make sure you do consider your goals, your timeframes, your tolerance for risk when designing that investment plan. Um, And of course, if you don't want to do it alone, you don't have to. Um, You can seek the support from a financial professional or anything like that. Um, But again, the key here, which I always want to say is the key and the important part is it's all about taking action. Um, So if you don't have a tax-free savings account in place, maybe this is your goal for January 2022. You're going to get one of those started. You're going to get it open. You're going to start putting some money in every month. You're going to set up an automatic contribution into it get going on some investing in it. Maybe you have adult, young adult children and you know, the goal is I'm going to get, I'm going to get on them about getting one of these open. And I'm going to say that their reward is, you know, a $500 deposit from me or something like that into their account. Not from me, like (laughs) it's from you as their parent. Unfortunately, I'm not giving out money um, to everyone and their children, but I do highly um, encourage you to think of that too. If, if you have children, then, and this is a great way to get them started, young adult children. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you on next week's episode. Thank you. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.